From the Cervera Newsroom in sunny Miami, welcome to the Miami Real Estate Podcast, your home for expert insight on all things Miami real estate. I'm your host, Omar DeWin. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Podcast. I'm Omar Dewin, Communications Executive here at Cervera Real Estate. Today, we're taking you on a tour of the Underline. The Underline, if you haven't heard of it, is a transformative project. It's going to be a 10-mile linear park that is going to repurpose unused land alongside and underneath the Metro Rail for what we uh, have already seen is um, a beautiful outdoor space for gatherings of uh, individuals, events, and just overall um, a great quality of life, what we love here in Miami. So joining us for this conversation is the visionary founder of The Underline, Meg Daly. So Meg, welcome to the show. Thank you, Omar. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you here. We've talked about you guys a lot on the pod in the past in terms of how The Underline uh, Canon is uh, really transforming our landscape, uh, literally and figuratively, uh, in terms of just beautifying that that unused space under the metro rail. Um, so our hats off to you, and we want to do everything we can to raise awareness and and support for this massive endeavor. <laughs> Thank you. We need. We everybody needs. We all need all the help we can get. So we will take it. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. So our listeners, as I mentioned to you, you know, our community of real estate professionals and residents in, in South Florida are, I would imagine many are already aware of the underline, especially those that are in the Brickell area. I know you guys kicked off construction a few years ago uh, and phase one completed uh, amidst COVID, I think. So also hats off to you for that. You guys just started phase two of construction. So that's exciting. But um, there are some out there that still haven't heard of it, or maybe that are just, you know, learning, especially with the new visitors and, and new residents coming to South Florida. So what I want to do, uh, if, if you will, is to sort of set the table for those that don't know what the underline is and start by sort of take me to what you call the crazy idea of the underline um, and sort of how we got here to today. Sure. Um, so for those of you who don't know what the underline is, um, about seven years ago, I had a bike accident and broke both of my arms. And after about two months of being taken to physical therapy, about three miles from my home, I said, Joe, I can just take the, I can just take the Metro Rail, which is our elevated train, and then walk the rest of the distance from the train station to physical therapy. And there's something about not driving and experiencing your city on foot or on bike and just not, you know, have a car, right? And and walking below this dead, this, this train above me and this dead space below, it was just this aha moment, like why don't we turn all this space into a park? Now, what a lot of people don't know is that I had worked in real estate, uh, running a friend's um, residential real estate practice. I just sort of came in and um, they, all, they already had great, um, they had great skills and you know in development, but in terms of just sort of running a business and making sense of, of you know the, the marketing effort, and um, and I realized that this land probably has a lot of value, mm -hmm. and I thought why aren't we doing something with it that we can return to the community? So that was the big crazy idea. Um, a lot of the inspiration came from our sister project in New York called the High Line, 
I'm sure many of you all have heard of the High Line. Uh, it's really a very magical moment in New York and it's completely transformed uh, the Chelsea and Meatpacking District. Um, it's called the, the, the Park in the Sky. Right. So it's sort of the opposite. Instead of having the rail above, this is the park below. And it's really opened up and been part of this movement in larger cities where land values are so high to take these either underutilized industrial um, non-assets and then really turn them into a hybrid space. This is the underline is actually a rapid transit zone that now has been converted into a park and transportation with trails and you know all these convening areas and so you know for seven in seven years we took it from idea to master plan and now we have the first half mile open in Brickle. Um, it's just incredible to see how people have adopted it so quickly and made it their park. I personally love it and our office our corporate office is, is here in Brickle right off South Miami Avenue so when I have to get over uh, to um, well actually to get my haircut what I love to do is take my electric scooter down through the the underline and it's just beautiful it's you're 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 sort of gliding by and there's yoga going on or just people walking it's a beautiful trail and the, the greenery and whatnot so it's um it, it really is a special place well thank you um the first half mile um it's complicated you know this is a rapid transit zone when you get below ground, there are so many utilities or forgotten artifacts or cultural um, things that you need to take care of. And certainly, you know, we need to take care of nature. Um, so uh, this is an urban reforestation project. So we preserved all the healthy native trees that we already had. In the first half mile, we planted 30,000 plants and trees, all of them pollinators. You know, so on any given day, you're going to see monarchs, atalas, which are endangered, and sulfur butterflies. And we thought we were really clever. Like, the butterflies would stay in this place, in this garden. And it's sort of been like a takeover. Like, what, what more joy can you have with butterflies taking over a space? Right. Um, and then dogs are here. So everybody who didn't have a place to walk their dog, this is a dog-friendly area. Uh, we have a half-court basketball, mini-pitch soccer a soundstage, um, which during COVID was very tricky to program. Um, and then, you know, this is, a, this is a very, this is a transit station. So you have the convergence of trolley and bus and metro rail and people going to a place. And then they sort of pause, like I can wait in beauty, you know, for, you know, my next bus or my next train. And so it's really cool that it, you know, has so many different purposes. And I think it's unique to everyone who visits. Absolutely. And so essentially, it's not only uh, improving the, the beauty and the surroundings, but the quality, quality of life. And as we saw with your sister project, um, the, the High Line it also increased the property value. So uh, a lot of benefits um, uh, all around here. So the, Meg, this is monumental in terms of size and scope. What was it like uh, when you initially, I understand it's a collaboration through the, the county and, and other supporters, what was that like trying to get all these minds together? You know, I think it's really hard to package up that answer because of the complexity of it. <laughs> um, but uh, the good news is I didn't know anything, right? So there are a lot of people that said, it, had, they, had, had they taken it on, the first thing they would have done was, is it feasible? Let me just sort of like poke as many holes in it as possible. And I just, you know, fell in love with the idea and the vision and really the opportunity. You know, how often do you have 120 acres of underutilized land in the urban core? Um, 
So, you know, stepping back from the complexity, um, you know, one of the issues is the multi-jurisdictional aspect of this. We're working on county land, adjacent properties or municipal. Each one of those municipalities has their own unique um, land use map and zoning approaches and priorities. Sure. Um, and so we just sort of treated the underline as everybody's sandbox and come here to play with us, help us explore. And I think one of the reasons that this has been really um, made such a difference is that everybody sort of feels like they have skin in the game because we've listened so much. Instead of taking out pen to paper, um, paper and we had an amazing design team, James Corner Field Operations out of New York who did the Highline. So instead of saying, just go for it and be brilliant, uh, we spoke to the community first and listened, what do you want here? And the first priority was safety. Um, Miami-Dade County is one of the most dangerous places to walk and bike in the United States, just, just despite what soundbite you hear today. Um, <laughs> these are the facts and people are concerned about making this place safe. And what was here before was unsafe. You know, so you're taking this dead land um, with, you know, unsavory characters sometimes, no lighting, no water, no infrastructure. And people say, I want to bring my kids here, my parents here. I want to be able to walk to school and bike to school again. And so that was our first priority, which is why we spend a lot of money on security. This is open 24-7, 365. The second priority was nature. Like, how do we make this a restorative um, component for the community that makes us a more resilient, resilient place? And certainly plants and trees, native plants and trees do that. And then everything else with third, gathering spaces, a destination, um, health and wellness programs. We have kids days, we have place, you know, we have so much going on here and that's during COVID, right? So, so when we're safe to, safer to be together, we'll do it even more. So, and art, and we've we started introducing public art into the program. So this will be a 10 mile outdoor gallery. And so of the, that's a, that's a great, um, great size for your gallery, right? Um, so as, as I mentioned at the top, so you kicked off the second phase of construction um, just recently. So this will be two of those 10 miles. So two miles uh, parallel and below the Metro rail from Southwest 19th Avenue over to 13th Street or Coral Way. Uh, so what are we going, what will that uh, segment feature? You know, so that we don't have this first half mile repeated 20 times to equal 10 miles, you know, so because the community was very clear about what their priorities were in their neighborhoods, we, we really address that. Certainly very dog friendly. That's a, that's a high priority. Mm -hmm. People want playgrounds. There's a dearth of playgrounds, places for kids to do stuff. Um, we have a four acre playground in phase two, nature inspired right next to Simpson Park which nice. is one of the only preserved hardwood hammocks in Florida. Um, we're repurposing the entire Vizcaya station so we can have, um, you know, we can have community events, we can have farmer's markets, we can have free yoga programs. And then believe it or not, down by Southwest 17th, adjacent to US-1, we'll have our first bioswale, a series of bioswales, which are green infrastructure to remediate stormwater uh, runoff. And the plants you select, believe it or not, actually clean the water before they dump it back into the aquifer. So they're not just green infrastructure, it's smart infrastructure. And then the last is um, with a partnership with Hotwire Communications, we're working on having ubiquitous 
Wi-Fi. So no matter where you are on the underline, you'll have Wi-Fi access. So if you're a kid and you're at home and you don't have broadband or you don't have Wi-Fi access, you can come here. So there's a digital divide piece to this as well as how can we use technology to build on that experience for people visiting the park and sort of like a deeper dive, like how can we have lifelong learning through here through technology and innovation. That's amazing. So you're, you're checking off a lot of boxes there. And so um, the construction of phase two is expected to last through 2023, I believe? Yes. So the first half mile um, took a couple of years. Um, there was about an eight month slowdown because of supply chain and people getting sick during COVID. Sure. Um, the next two and a quarter miles will take two years. Now here's the kicker. The last seven miles are one phase. Ah. So from North Grove all the way to Dayland, um, this entire project will have to be completed by the end of 2025, which is a requirement by a federal grant that the project was awarded. And the other thing is like, how is this little staff doing this? Well, we have a great partner in Miami-Dade County and early on decided that we'll be the fundraisers but we wanted the county to build because they have the capacity, you know, to really sort of take these grants, deliver on sure. them, do all the paperwork, the audit, which is an enormous amount of work. And then it gets delivered back to our team that operates as a conservancy. So the county builds, um, we take over operations. So every time you see someone picking up a cigarette butt, which by the way, smoking is not allowed, <laughs> don't smoke, don't throw your beer cans and plants. It makes them very unhappy. Um, we have crews that pick that up. So this is, the, you know, the sparkles every day. That's great. So the, the maintenance, the upkeep is there. The security is there. It's super important, as you mentioned. Um, in terms of, <clears throat> excuse me, community support and fundraising. So tell me a little bit about how our listeners can um, donate support. And I know you have amazing events to bring people together. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, we Starting October 18th, we're going to have what's called family, maybe 16th, it's family day, it's sort of a takeover of the first half mile, and we'll have grant funded culture and arts programs for children. Each one of the classes is half an hour, we'll have 16 classes a day, and then we're taking over our gym, we have these big life-size Lego blocks that kids can play with, they're 750 pieces, they build their own mansion, their own wow you know for mom and dad that sounds like fun. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun we're trying to get 4,000 children not just next to the underline but from other communities served through those programs we need volunteers um, we have this afternoon we have story time on the underline which um, kids come out and listen to a student reader I mean we have so we have days in the dirt last weekend we had 20 volunteers helping us really sort of weed and replant and clean up. And it was, it, there's something very cathartic about weeding. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but you know, you really feel very accomplished after your, an hour, even in the summer sun, you can really see the fruits of your labor and you know, it feels real good. So there's lots of ways for people to volunteer. You sign up at the underline.org. We will not overwhelm you, overwhelm you with messages, but if you volunteer, we'll definitely find something meaningful for you. And you can also make a contribution of any size at theunderline.org. We are a 501c3 nonprofit and every contribution is fully tax deductible. If you wanna check out The Underline for yourself, and I highly encourage you to do so, they have some great events that you and the family uh, can go check out before the end of the year. Three of those are on December 4th, including Day in the Dirt, 
uh, which is going to be some uh, therapeutic weed uh, pulling for you in uh, phase one, Virgil's Backyard. They've also got holidays on the 4th, which is going to involve some great fall treats and, uh, you know, your lovable pets. And then there's also a virtual yoga for those of you that would prefer to stay socially distanced uh, for the time being. Then on the 8th, there's story time at the Underline. And finally, on the 11th uh, of December, Junior Heat Skills and Drills Basketball Clinic. That sounds like fun. Go work on those, uh, you know, those dribbling and shot skills for our future heat players out there. All right, so um, we'll see you out there. So um, Meg, what uh, what else? Final thoughts um, for our listeners and sort of uh, what uh, you want to leave us with today? Well, you know, everybody has a voice, and we want to hear everybody's ideas. Uh, everything that we're doing on the underline was somebody else's idea. Um, and if, if you think that you can bring value to this project with the skill set, with your will, um, we welcome, you know, your ideas as well as your help with open arms. The last, you know, I think I want to point out is that this is not a project of one person. It is a project of so many people. Um, I chair two boards. One is the Conservancy and the other is Friends. And the friends were sort of the visionaries, we're the crazy people that this is all we think about all the time. And we're the ones who have helped secure $140 million for construction. And that was not done all by me. You know, so attorneys, realtors, bankers, you know, they're everybody's, everybody's help is welcomed here and we can put it to work. And the second is that I don't want this project to be known as Meg's project. <laughs> this was this was dreamed by the community. It's been driven by the and it's been, it will be delivered to the community. And we just want to make sure that whatever we do here serves that end to make this a better place that's more equitable, connected, and really more accessible for people throughout Miami-Dade County. So help us if you want. Please visit, come out and have some fun. And if you have a great idea, shoot it our way. I love it. So we're going to leave it there. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing uh, your amazing project and vision. Um, we invite our listeners to get in there and support. Let's make this happen and continue improving this amazing city with, you know, what the weather and the sunshine and all that is, is one of the best parts of Miami. And with projects like this, um, Baywalk and, and some others out there, we can really enjoy uh, that, that uh, true Miami South Florida lifestyle. So Thanks so again, Meg. Oh, yeah, come on, come on in. York has the High Line. Atlanta has the Belt Line. Miami has the Underline. Miami is not just up and coming. We have arrived. Let's own it and let's keep delivering excellence every day. Dream big, go long, and bring it home. I love that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you were listening to Meg Daly, founder of the Underline. Make sure that you support them and remember that. Here in Miami, the future is always bright. Take care, folks. From all of us here in Miami, where the future is always bright. Until next time.